0: When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. There are many places today where
1: people preach things from the Bible or teach things about spiritual realities, and then they never invite people to do anything with what they have said. It has become instructional and informational. It's like a professor standing in a classroom just trying to fill your head with ideas or fill your page with notes. But I want to tell you that God's truth is not that way. God's revelation always demands a response. Spurgeon used to say that the sermon doesn't even begin till the application begins. In other words, it's not just about getting the the ideas out there, it is rather about calling people into something, rather into the Lord. And so we've come in our discussion of why Jesus came to Mark chapter 2. Now you remember in our last study, we were in Mark 1. Why did you come, Lord Jesus? He said, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. Jesus said, I I came to preach. But when you turn the page and you come to Mark chapter number 2, listen to these words of Jesus. The Bible says in Mark chapter 2 and verse number 17, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Watch this. Jesus not only came to preach, he came to call. The whole idea behind a calling is to, to call people to action, to call people to a response. I've had people ask me, why at the end of your, uh, your lessons do you try to make application? Or why at the end of your messages do you uh, call on people to make some definite decision for Christ or commit something to the Lord? Friend, I think we've got to get specific Jesus didn't speak in generalities. No, he got down to business. He got down to where people lived. He wasn't just giving out nice lectures and people said, oh, that was nice. I enjoyed listening to that. No, that's why they said, never man spake like this man. We've never heard anybody speak with such authority before because when he got to the end of his talks, people knew what they were supposed to do. He was always calling on them to believe and obey. And I want to submit to you that we must always challenge people to believe and obey, to believe on the Lord and obey the Lord, there is always an application to God's truth. God's truth demands a response. You can't be neutral on it. You can't just say, well, I heard that. No, you've got to be a, a hearer or you've got to be a doer. You've got to obey or disobey, accept or reject. You've got to make it your own or say that's not for me, but you've got to choose. And that's why the Bible says that when Jesus came, Notice, please, he said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Again, he gives the negative here. Let me tell you why I didn't come, he said. I didn't come uh, just to help righteous people. He's speaking, of course, here to a bunch of Pharisees who thought they were righteous. He said, I came for sinners, for people that know they're sinners, for people that acknowledge their, their need. Sometimes the greatest need is just to see our need. That was their problem. They, they couldn't see their lostness, so they didn't need a Savior. They couldn't see their sinfulness, so they didn't need his righteousness. In fact, let me read to you the verses leading up to that verse. In Mark chapter 2, it says in verse 14, As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. Now remember, uh, this is a man who is a, a sellout to Rome. Uh, he's a, a tax collector. They were known to be cheats. And the Bible says in verse fifteen, it came to pass that as Jesus sat it meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto him, to his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, don't you love this? They didn't even talk to Jesus. They were were trying to get an inside track with the disciples, but Jesus heard it. He hears everything. When Jesus heard it, he didn't let the disciples answer. He answered. He saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Powerful, isn't it? Uh, Well people don't need the doctor. Sick people do. He said, you people think you're whole. You think you're well. doesn't necessarily mean you are, but you think you are. So you may not need the great physician, but these sinners out here, these sick people, these hurting hearts, these wounded souls, these who recognize their need, they're the ones that I can help. Uh, You see, the Lord Jesus is the great physician, but he only touches those who are willing to be touched. You can only help people that want to be helped. He saw in Matthew and in a bunch of these other publicans and sinners, people that he could help, people that he could heal their sin sickness, their spiritual need because they recognized how truly diseased and corrupted they were. I think it's interesting, uh, that great uh, chapter in Luke, uh, Luke chapter number 15, uh, Jesus gives those parables. Remember the parable of the, the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son? It's really one parable, Luke 15. It's the, it's the parable of the lost. Uh, that chapter begins with two groups of people. And they're the same two groups of people that we're finding right here in Mark chapter number two. It's always the same two groups of people. On one hand, there were Republicans and sinners, and on the other hand, there were Pharisees and scribes. Isn't that fascinating? On one hand, there were worldlings, and on the other hand, there were religious people. And let me tell you what they all had in common: they're all lost. The only difference is some of them realize they're lost, and some of them never realize they're lost. Uh, may I say to you that sometimes the people that are hardest to win, are the people who are religious people. They're good, upstanding, moral people. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're listening to me right now, and you've never really acknowledged your desperate need of Christ. You've never been taken with your own sinfulness to realize what salvation is all about. I want you to know we're all just sinners. We've all come short of the glory of God. We've missed the mark. Now You may shoot at a target and miss it by an inch or miss it by what they say a country mile. But either way, friend, you missed it. And you may be the the Pharisee and scribe that misses the divine perfection, the target, uh, by just an inch or two. We're pretty good. Or you may miss it by a mile. You may be the publican and sinner, uh, the outcast and the untouchable. You may say, I'm so far from God, but I want you to know we've all missed the mark. Only one ever hit the mark. His name is Jesus, the righteous one. And this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to call sinners to repentance, to call worldly sinners to repentance and religious sinners to repentance, to call all men to repentance. Jesus came to make the application of the truth to our lives, to help us see ourselves like God sees us and then see him like we need to see him, to understand our desperate need for God. So let me do two things today. First, let me do what Jesus did Let me call sinners to repentance. And I say to sinners who are listening to me today, you need Jesus. I don't care what your background, what you know, who your family is, where you go to church, you need Jesus, friend. Only Jesus can save you. Would you confess that today? Confess your sin to God and confess Christ as your only salvation. And I tell you, if you repent of your sin and by faith receive the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you can come into a relationship with him and into a fellowship with him just like Matthew did. He'll come sit in your house. He'll come fellowship with you today. Aren't you glad? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Those are the words of Jesus. And then secondly, let me not only call sinners to repentance, but let me challenge every one of you that knows the Lord as your personal Savior, to do the same today. To go after sinners, religious ones and worldly ones, and look for people who need Jesus. Because that is why Jesus
0: came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus.